0: We'll <music> to episode 73 of the What's Good Games podcast. Man, getting those golden years. Girl, I feel like we were just doing episode 69. We were, and not that long we ago. We were. I am one of your hosts for this week, Brittany Brombacher. Hi, guys. Alongside Christine Steimer. Hi. How's it going? Hey, girl. How you doing? I am good. And our lovely third Mouseketeer
1: is uh off in Italy enjoying a little vacay
0: a little how rough i know right i feel like i can't complain though i was literally just there like a week or two i ago. will
1: complain because both of y'all have been gone yeah
0: you have every single right to complain <laughs> i was like i should go on vacation i don't know who to go on vacation with
1: or where to go so i'll stay here and work <laughs>
0: No, 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 no. We need to, we need to go on a little <laughs> retreat. Uh, I know that's kind of a vacation, kind of not. We can't, we keep saying this, but
1: I'm like, someone needs to pull the trigger and book these tickets.
0: Okay. Where, where do you want to go for a what's good games retreat?
1: I will go anywhere, man. Hawaii is good.
0: Hawaii is good. Uh, are you feeling Vegas or is that a little too, like, Vegas not is too, it's not relaxing for me. Yeah, yeah. you want to go somewhere where there's beach and warm water. And- beach, I want to
1: have like a drink with you ladies. We can go run around at the pool or like do a fun excursion of some kind.
0: I want to do parasailing. That's something I've always wanted terrifying.
1: to do. Really?
0: Or Is that the one where the boat pulls you? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that seems really scary to me. I don't oh, like really? being that high up. Oh, but I do want to learn how to stand paddleboard.
0: Oh, that's really fun. I did that uh, when I was in Bora Bora. And yeah. it's actually not that hard. I didn't even fall once, Steimer. Wow. My klutzy ass actually did not fall. It was amazing. It's a sport for Britney. Sport for Britney. All right, let's see what we got going on for some housekeeping. We are going to be at TwitchCon, ladies and gentlemen. That is in San Jose, October 26th through the 28th. We are talking about a meetup. We want to do something. We, in true What's Good Games fashion, don't have anything ironed out yet, but we got time. Right? Sort so of. Maybe we got yeah, yeah,
1: like, you know, it's only October 2nd today.
0: Flying by the seat of our pants. I have actually never been to TwitchCon.
1: I've been to, I was at the first TwitchCon because it was in San Francisco at the Moscone Center. Um, and it wasn't great because it was the no? first one. So like they, oh. I don't think they quite figured out what they were doing or, um, I didn't quite understand the purpose of it, but now it seems like mm-hmm. it's got, more of a defined purpose, so.
0: A defined purpose, if you will. No, that makes sense. First conventions are always a little rough around the edges. Yeah. They will be premiering our studio tour that they came by and shot with Andrea and I. It's a, uh, that kind of rhymed. Yeah, that rhymes. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Excited for everyone to see that. We also are posting our Lights Off episodes every Wednesday to YouTube. So that's YouTube.com slash What's Good Games. So last year we worked with Facebook and did a fun horror Let's Play series called Lights Off where we played scary games and uploaded them to Facebook. And now for the first time they're available on YouTube. So if you don't like Facebook, if you don't use Facebook, don't worry about it. You can go to YouTube.com slash What's Good Games. I'm excited for more people to see those. Oh yeah, they're really fun. We were all really proud of how they turned out because they're professional grade quality. Not that you'd sort expect anything less from us. Yeah, well, there you go. No, it, it's really say, fun. I look like a demon.
1: It's so oh. weird because the infrared light switches colors. So like mm-hmm. your eyes are dark because they're blue and Andrea's are also are like light. She's got mm-hmm. like green blue eyes. And so like I um have brown eyes. The only one that has brown eyes. So it inverts. So I just look like I have white eyes. It's freaky. I look like a vampire or something.
0: (laughs) A very sexy vampire. Mm. Yeah, so the whole premise is that we turn all the lights off in the studio and then we have an infrared camera on us. So it's just us in the dark playing these games. And Like Simon says, it screws with your eye color and all that good stuff. But that was a really, really fun series. We had a good time. So every Wednesday, leading up to Halloween, and then on the day of Halloween itself, which falls on a Wednesday, we have a brand new episode that we will be releasing, and it will be good. We're what game sure are we going to play? What, we don't know the game, and we don't know what form it will be. I, I have a few. Uh, I have a few games I'm thinking about that um, I'm holding off on playing.
1: Dude, I remember which one was it? That was Slender Man. I was like sweating. I was oh sweating so much because so, I was so nervous.
0: It was so fun. So Simon and I were playing Slender the Arrival. That was one of the games we were paired up to play. And I don't know if I've ever been more terrified in a game before because – neither one of us knew what we were doing it was obviously dark we're both wearing headphones and that game is scary especially when you don't know how to play sound design is freaky oh man i we literally were sweating we both i was crying i don't know if you cried at one point i I did i burrowed into myself you did Screamed and burrowed which is what my instinct is i yeah you screamed and burrowed i cried my headphone almost came off of my head because i was like spazzing out so much and then i think i pulled a muscle in my sternum yes yes i yeah. remember that you were like oh, yeah. i pulled a muscle i was like how the fuck did you pull a muscle i don't know either slender made me scared man <laughs> yeah. so if you're looking for something freaky to watch in the month of october because we're in it now totally would recommend you uh, check it out grab a bag of candy corn enjoy have a drink you might need it. Mm. Also, just as a little heads up, I think we're going to stick to two segments for this show just because I'm I'm admittedly on day 10 of no solid food and I'm feeling a little a little lightheaded a little dizzy, so we might keep this one a little short. I know we say that all the time and it typically will go like 10 and a half hours, but <laughs> we'll we'll see how we do. Yes. All right. So this week's episode is brought to you by Meundies which is so freaking awesome. Super. So super I've awesome. seen me undies everywhere. I've seen them when I'm scrolling through Facebook. I hear our friends talking about how great they are, like Stimer over here. But I always thought, sure, the patterns are adorable, but it's just underwear. How amazing can they really be? Well, Stimer, Andrea, and I recently received a few sample products. I'm not sure if we received the same thing, but so, Stimer, what did you get? So I got
1: um underwear, like just a pair of underwear, which is fine well- because... I actually own an entire drawer full of MeUndies. Before we ever got the sponsorship, uh I bought I started buying MeUndies like three years ago. Because I they're super soft, they're very comfortable, and they have cute patterns. So I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. I would like this underwear. Um but then they also gave me a bralette, which is also super soft. And socks. I was like, what was the last thing? <laughs> the socks right, are also thanks. really nice.
0: What uh what pattern are on your underwear? So the underwear
1: I think I just ended up going with... I actually don't know what the pattern is. I've already forgotten. Because, again, my brain... You have, I have so many. I have so many. I think my favorite ones, you can't get them anymore, but are these pink donuts. Oh, oh. They're really good. But they Mine also is- just had like a Star Wars collaboration, which is pretty cool.
0: Though They have so many fun patterns, especially now for Halloween. If you go on their website, you can see all these really cute jack-o'-lantern-themed underwears. And what's really cool is you can uh, get matching pairs with your partner, but we'll talk about that in a second. I actually got dogs. My underwear is full of dog heads, a little cute puppy dog heads. And I also got the bralette too. And holy crap, it is so soft and comfortable. So with that said, I got to say the hype for these things are real. So MeUndies apparently uses micromodal fabric, which is three times softer than regular cotton, which makes so much sense Mm -hmm. because, uh, hello, soft nether regions are happy nether regions. Very true. Yeah. And it also feels like I'm kind of wearing like the most comfortable onesie ever on my lady parts. Mm. I'm just going to throw that out there. I mean, I own a lot of bralettes and I've never felt one as soft before like this. And this is like just true, honest feedback here. I was like, what's the big deal? It's just something you wear on your boobs. But then, you know, as women, the things we wear on our bodies sometimes aren't the most comfortable. Most of the things we wear aren't that comfortable. It's true. It's true. So again, I am totally here vouching for how comfortable these things are. They release multiple fun prints each month in matching socks and bralettes. You can even get a matching pair with your partner, which is super duper cute. Me Undies also has a 100% satisfaction guarantee. You're going to love these undies, but if you're not into it, Me Undies will do whatever they can to get you into the right pair. And if they can't, keep them and they'll refund you. So it really is risk free to try the best underwear ever. To get your 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to meundies.com slash WGG. That's meundies.com slash WGG. Woo woo. Get Treat you your under st- under uh, things under stuff, but that's not a great word. <laughs> I, I like it under stuff. Yeah, under stuff and under things. Mm-hmm. Let's hop into some news, Okay. Okay, Summer. I know you're very very excited about this, and I'm sad Andrea isn't here because I, I feel like she would be just as excited. We have a leaked Harry Potter game,
1: what? which, like, if this shit's real,
0: oh, oh my god. Sign me up. So, this write-up comes from Destructoid by Jordan DeVore. An eye-catching leak with footage of a new Harry Potter game made the rounds this morning, courtesy of Reddit user VapeThisBro. Of course. It's said to be an action-adventure RPG title starring a fifth-year student at Hogwarts, and unlike the recent batch of Harry Potter adaptations, it shows genuine promise. The leaker claims to have somehow strolled into, quote, one of those mall survey groups without getting his phone taken away or signing a non-disclosure agreement before seeing the game. And I pulled his statement here off of Reddit. Vape This Bro says, it was one of those mall survey groups. I wasn't allowed to have the camera. The signs in the lobby say no phones, but no one checked me. The guys who did all the paperwork looked like they gave zero fucks about their jobs and were getting anyone and everyone who would do the viewing to do it. I got paid to watch it. Going back to the write up. I've never it's, heard of a mall survey like this. Have you? No. Is this a I have thing? It. I don't know. This is, it's a little weird. So back to the write up. It's quite the story, but regardless, the footage itself looks real and sources have backed up the veracity of the Harry Potter leak. While Warner Brothers has since pulled the original video and surely will be on high alert for any mirrors, there are a few tidbits to note. According to BBC News reporter Lizo Mzimba, The game is currently known as Harry Potter Magic Awakened, quote, although other titles including Magic Forever are also in the mix. God, please call it Magic Forever. What a dorky fucking title. I know. Eurogamer is also reporting that the project is, quote, at least a year away from launch. The footage shows the school grounds a split second look at character creation a magical duel and the character in the player character using stone pillars to come crashing down on a group of goblins so here is the summary that vape this bro posted uh i think to reddit Set in the nineteenth century, eighteen hundreds. Now, this is a very well put together summary. So, I'm assuming that this, this is was probably PR what was given speak. to him. Yeah, exactly. Set in the nineteenth century, eighteen hundreds, Wizarding World. This third person open world action RPG game centers around your character with multiple abilities who has earned a late acceptance to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. You are a newly arrived fifth year student to Hogwarts that demonstrates a Latin gift for the magic with a unique ability to track and identify remnants of a potent, I think he meant potent, ancient power. Hmm. Up- upon arrival, strange events begin to materialize in the Forbidden Forest and trouble begins to brew within the castle walls. Together with Professor Elizar Fig, you embark on a journey through both familiar and never before seen locations to bring the light. To bring to light the truth behind these mysterious occurrences. On your quest, you will craft potions, master new spells, and discover fantastical beasts. You will battle dark wizards, goblins, and other supernatural enemies. And uncover the truth about your destiny. The fate of the wizarding world lies in your hands. Features. Bullet points here. Journey Mm -hmm. to Hogwarts to become one of eight different wizard types. Fuck yes. Yes. Experience Hogwarts, make new friends, uncover new secrets, and change the fate of the wizarding world. Fuck yes. Experience a new magic system that creates countless possibilities to master magic. Fuck yes. Yes. Freely explore the wizarding world for the first time. Fuck yes. Choose your house and friends at Hogwarts and decide to pursue a path of good or evil. Create your own witch or wizard and experience an all new story separate from the books or films. Fuck yes. Wow. And then finally, there's well-founded speculation that Avalanche Software, one of the teams behind Disney Infinity, is handling development. The studio's last release was 2017's Cars 3, driven to win. Steimer, Yeah. Break it down for me, Biba. girl. I mean, if this is true, this is like the happiest day of my life. I mean, it has to be true. I mean, it doesn't have to be true. Let me rephrase that. It would be pretty remarkable if if vape this bro created this maybe this, vape this bro made it while he was high as fuck this, I know. <laughs> this is <laughs> real and just kind of decided to fuck with the internet i mean it would be pretty it amazing. would be pretty amazing but like this is what i've always
1: wanted from like a harry potter game i want to make my own wizard i want to like do the sorting hat and figure out where i would be i want to have if this had different quests, depending on which house you're in, that'd be fucking awesome. Uh, Which maybe it will. I don't know. I don't know anything about this. But, like, then the way that I watched that video and, like, combat. Great. And I always think combat's going to be a little wonky in a, oh, yeah. in a wizarding game. Because you're, like, flicking your fucking wand at things. But um I played all the old Harry Potter games. I reviewed a few of them for IGN. And it was always fine. So, like, I think if they can just get that into a fun place where you're, like, swapping spells and having it be more like puzzly, like, like he's knocking down the pillars. It makes sense. Um, I'm just like, I was watching this video and I was like, ah, yes, please. <laughs> like, I want to make my own character. I want to make my own wizard. I want to explore Hogwarts. I want to just like, I want to be in that world again, but not Harry Potter, if that makes sense. Like I, I no. want to ha- I like that it has its own thing.
0: That totally makes sense, and I'm I've always been intrigued by the world of Harry Potter and the lore, and obviously it's magic and medieval esque, and that really turns my crank, floats my boat, sharpens my pencil. But I've uh, always casually enjoyed the films. But I've always said if there's an RPG or even there's talks, you know, people for a while were talking about an MMO for Harry Potter. That sounds like something I would like to get into. So this is awesome. This isn't like that stupid. Free to play iOS or whatever touch game that just came out, like Hogwarts Mystery, where that plant strangles you and then you can't do anything. And I was very upset
1: about that. Yeah. I think they need to figure out the name. I think both of those names are terrible. Um, yeah. but I
0: don't know. Those names are pretty silly. That, those are, those are pr-
1: pretty bad. Harry
0: Potter Magic Awakened. Or Magic Forever. Mm-hmm, what? Mm-hmm. what? Yeah.
1: Who's I don't know. who? Did you ask a 12 year old to name this? I feel like that's. <laughs>
0: So how, do you, how do you feel about harry potter being an rpg love
1: it yes fucking love it why would i not love that
0: i love I don't everything
1: know. about it i would i love that it's like you have different wizard types and you can like customize your magic yes please i would like all of these things that sounds amazing because there are different types of sort of specialties and things that you can be really good at mm. um, as they've sort of touched on in the books so like, are you See, somebody like, who's I don't... really good at potions, or are you somebody like maybe if you're a potions person, you're basically crafting bombs and you're kind of like a grenadier,
0: ooh, like an and, apothecary kind of thing, yeah.
1: Um, and then if maybe if you are some, maybe you can. I don't. Probably, they probably wouldn't do this; it'd be hard to animate. But like a transmorg, and you're just like,
0: oh, now I am now I am a beast and I attack you. That would be cool. So yeah, eight different wizard types I'm thinking. You know, typically in role-playing games you have your warrior, your rogue, your mage or whatever. So those are like the types that you usually use. But yeah, like yes. you said, they'll probably unless they're like, okay, you can be a fire wizard, like an ice wizard or is that not Harry Potter? It's not really Harry Potter.
1: Um, they okay. don't really have elemental specializations. Uh, okay. At least from what I remember, there weren't it wasn't like you are a fire wizard um but you could be uh other i'm trying to think now and i'm like hmm what would what i don't eight seems like a lot to me but maybe if you're like a dark wizard or something versus a mm. somebody who never kills anything uh like for instance harry potter always uses like stupefy uh he like stuns people
0: uh-huh. he doesn't
1: ever but you can also avada Kedavra ever like kill people uh yeah. so i think that like maybe Maybe there are things along those lines. Again, maybe you specialize more in potions or you specialize in dark arts or you specialize in, uh, but well, this wouldn't make any sense for combat. I was going to say, like, there were divination classes that you would in Harry Potter. I don't know how that would relate, <laughs> but so it's hard for me to figure out exactly how all of those classes would relate to combat because they don't, yeah. they don't all make sense. But, uh, so yeah, I would be curious to see if that's, or not. I wonder if they'll have like a time wizard, which wouldn't make a whole lot of sense in Harry Potter, but a little bit. Because mm-hmm. in one of the books, Hermione has this time turner and it's like a, but that's like a really rare and crazy thing and you can't run into your other self or you'll go insane and be thrown into. Oh yeah,
0: you and Andrea were explaining that to me. That's right. I remember you explaining that to me. The, the thing that has me also really excited about this is it could just be a straightforward like narrative you know, whatever, and it will be, I'm sorry, I'm talking more of a linear narrative, but it looks like you make your new friends, uncover secrets, whatever. But then I read something here, choose your house and your friends at Hogwarts and decide to pursue a path of good or of good or evil. Yes. Um. So that makes me think that you're going to have uh, story. What am I trying to say here? You're going to have to answer. Thank you. Choices is a hard word. Yeah. You're going to have to make choices that are going to impact the story, which I'm like, Oh, well,
1: it doesn't. Um, yeah, it should impact the story a little bit, but uh, I think I'm not sure like how good or evil you can get. I'm curious to see how far they they toe that line, um, mm-hmm. or if it's just. And I also wonder if you can be like a good Slytherin, or if they're going to kind ah. of imply that you are somewhat selfish at least if you are a Slytherin, because Slytherins are usually driven by power. So it's not necessarily like a bad thing, but it can mm-hmm. be. Slytherins, I would say, are the most uh, susceptible to going to darkness.
0: Yeah, I always thought the Slytherins were the assholes of Harry Potter. Yes. Yeah. Hufflepuffs so, are yeah. like the really nice
1: ones. Ravenclaws are basically studious and keep to themselves. And uh, then everyone is just Gryffindor because they're like, Mur, I'm the best Mur, lion. Yeah.
0: I'm the best So I want to touch a little bit on uh, Avalanche Software, not to be confused with Avalanche Studios, which is the Swedish developer behind Just Cause. So that Avalanche Software, it is, it is very confusing. So Avalanche Software, what were the people behind Disney Infinity, and then they were shut down in May of 2016, and then Warner Brothers Interactive bought them in late January 2017 from Disney. And then How do you buy a thing that doesn't exist? Well, I think they bought. What did they? They must have bought something. I thought they just bought the IPs. Maybe it was the IPs, but maybe they bought. I'll look into this so so there is something that says like what they actually bought. Gotcha. Uh, so, yeah, so sing me a tune, Samura, while I'm looking this up.
1: I'm gonna sing to you the song of my people, which goes salt, 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 salty, salt, salt, woo, salt,
0: woo. Salt, okay. salt, salt. Okay. So, according to Wikipedia, on January 24th, 2017, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment announced that it had acquired the studio from Disney, including its Octane Engine software, and reopened the studio with John Blackburn returning as its CEO. So okay, maybe so not necessarily
1: everybody who worked there got back, but they did get the. It studio. was probably
0: like a closed husk of a studio, and then Warner Brothers were like, "Yo, we want this."
1: Hey, actually, would it be cool if um we resuscitated
0: you? We want you. <laughs> would you like so- to be a zombie studio? Thanks, zombie studio. They should have called it. I crazy. once a- I once applied to work at um gosh, I think it was called Zombie Studios or something in Seattle as an office. Yeah, assistant. that sounds correct. Yeah, many years ago. Uh, so shortly after they were acquired by Disney, job postings from 2017 called for staff with a quote, deep understanding of British culture and grammatical presentation with Ooh. a good knowledge of gaming narrative and branching storytelling, particularly in the realm of RPGs. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And Eurogamer has apparently confirmed that this is not Rocksteady's next game, which a lot of people thought this was what they were working on. No. The I wouldn't sources- think Rocksteady would work on this. Right. And it doesn't really look like a rock steady game from no. what we've seen. So no, it's not. That's exciting. Yes, Hold it on is. to your butts. Oh god, my cord's in front of my chest. Andrea would freak out. I gotta fix that. There okay. we go.
1: Good, good job.
0: Our little uh onset whatever the title is to let us know if our makeup's fucked up and producer is not here to keep us in line. No. Moving can do on. Do whatever we want. Ha ha ha. Burn it all down. <laughs> New Red Redem- Redemption, New Red Dead like- Redemption Two gameplay trailer revealed. Yeah, girl. By All McCoy, right. So, Rockstar Games has released its second gameplay video preview for Red Dead Redemption Two yesterday. That was Monday, focusing on the sundry experiences and nefarious activities players will enjoy as outlaw Arthur Morgan. <laughs> Please enjoy robbing people. So my favorite part about this trailer is they use the word burgle in it. I know, it's so good. So While Rockstar's... I love that word. I didn't even know that was an actual word. While Rockstar's previous gameplay preview for Red Dead Redemption 2 focused more on the game's world and characters that players will interact with, today's is all about what you can do in the Wild West. In the video, Rockstar boasts that players will discover experiences naturally as you move fluidly from one moment to another. That runs the gamut from large-scale heist, like train robberies gamut. I said gamut. I'm thinking of Bahamut. But he's actually called Bahamut from Final Fantasy. Anyway, moving on. Like train robberies to smaller, more personal missions. Arthur can rob coaches and passerby. He can hold up stores, burgle houses. Fuck yeah, burgling. Gamble, fish, herd cattle, go drinking and dancing. There are opportunities to gamble in poker, dominoes, and games of five-finger play. Um. Also, you can go see a show. Oh, dude, I know. Red Dead Redemption 2's Deadeye system will change over time, Rockstar says, allowing Arthur to slow down time, paint targets on his enemies, and spot critical points on NPCs. And as previously revealed, the game can be played entirely in first-person view if you'd like to nail those headshots with your own steady aim. I don't know why you would ever play the entire game in first-person. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm not a first-person person (laughs) it's not my favorite (laughs) thing i can understand for the shooting parts wanting like clicking in and and making it first person there but i just there's something about like seeing your horse seeing your character especially because you can dress him up of course and then they were also talking about um things that this article hasn't touched on like uh not only can you pick out your clothes you can choose how often you bathe which is
0: fairly funny Oh, I'm so excited. yeah, so i I've watched this trailer, gosh four or five times now, and I even had my mom watch it with me. I was like, "Bob, come, look at this cool thing." Was and she she's like, like, "Oh, you're doing bad things in this game I showed her I showed her two game trailers in the past like six months doom Doom two and Red Dead Redemption Two. She's a trooper. this one. She's like, i did she I at least say one. it was pretty?" Oh, yeah, she's like, this is a movie. This can't be a video game. I'm like, nah. This is what it is now. Nah, this is what it is. So, yeah, so I I took some notes on some things that made me very excited. And we can run through these. And Sam, you've already touched on them a little bit. So the heist, the bank robberies, which I – so this is what I'm concerned about. Okay. Am I going to be required to do these? Because, see, I want Arthur Morgan to be an upstanding citizen.
1: He's not going to be a complete upstanding citizen because he is part of a gang.
0: That is true. But I would well, imagine that you that. could you could probably
1: do the robberies in ways that feel less terrible. I E you're not killing anyone. Mm-hmm. You could be like knocking people out and making sure that the fu- the people are fine um and I I would imagine that that's how you would have to do it. I don't think you cuz I I can't imagine the game doesn't have at least one story required Heist. burgling. Burgle. Uh I've got to use the word burglar cuz it's fun. <gasps> Burgle. And <laughs> But, again, I think you could probably go about it in a way that feels less vile mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: for you. Um, that's how I think they'll probably handle it.
0: Okay. It also showed him robbing houses, holding up stores. and But the, the thing that it did show that I thought that was really cute is it shows him taking three women in a coach somewhere. I don't know what the point of that mission was. But it almost looked like they were like, please, Arthur, take us to this thing. We want to do it. And they're all, like, singing in the back of his coach about wine or something else did you listen to it with the audio timer i didn't hear okay i I, I mean i couldn't make out the song i knew they were singing i just didn't listen to the words so it kind of looked like just a silly side quest where you're just kind of seeing a softer side of arthur morgan like taking these three girls being the first uber if you will (gasps) he is the first uber do you think they gave him five stars Maybe they gave him more than that. This is the Wild oh, West, baby. I, I mean, honestly, I don't know like what they were doing or what they were asking for. I mean, but they, they were did, all like, "Go,
1: oh, don't give any context." It's just like, no. oh, hi. and then they get in the coach. Like, no,
0: it is like those are the little moments that I feel like are so important for character building that you get to see other sides of these so-called hard criminals, and I thought that was really, really cute. Yeah, he
1: also and, like, does give my, or he can, I suppose, give money to like a a beggar on the street.
0: Oh, that's right. You do see him doing that. You do see so you giving. can be kind. You could be
1: a little bit of a Robin Hood if you would like, Brittany.
0: Ooh, ooh. So are you saying I can go hold up a few? Uh, I could burgle some homes actually, yes. and then <laughs> drop some money into the beggar's hat. Yes. And all my sins will be forgiven. I think that's how it works. Oh my gosh! So a lot of these previews went live on September twentieth. A lot of uh, press got to go hands-on with Red Dead Redemption two. Unfortunately, we weren't able to make the events. So a lot of this isn't necessarily new, but I was in Europe when all this broke, so I'm just now trying to catch up on everything regarding this and I found some pretty cool stuff. So timer Yeah. I found an article from GameSpot, uh, called Ten Most Surprising Things from Red Dead Redemption Two, written by Edmund Tran and Matt Espinelli. Okay, so you can play it switch out your Okay. So you can switch out your clothes and yes. you can wear clothes for hot days and warm days. Or hot days and cold days. That was Really silly. So if you're like, if you're wearing a jacket during a hot summer day, running stamina will take a big hit. So you have to be careful. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So you have to be careful what you're wearing. It sounds like there are cute other customizable things you can do, like rolling up your sleeves or tucking your like your boot your uh, jeans oh my god. into your
1: boots. It's so minuscule, but I fucking love it.
0: <gasps> oh my god! I, love I told it. you. I- i i've been hyped for red dead 2 for a very long time obviously but i think my hype has reached a peak level after seeing this trailer i'm just like oh my god i've always i love dressing people
1: yes you are my doll you are my human doll i can't wait to style this man
0: i'm gonna make you look real good so you can clean your gun you have to clean your gun otherwise they'll jam during combat and you don't want that shit
1: i don't like that but it's fine
0: i'm i'm hoping it's just more of a like press Y. yeah but then why even have it in it is my question No, that's true. No, that's very, very true. We'll have to see how that goes. So pelts and meat will rot and attract critters, reducing value and makes people uh, not want to be around you because you're carrying around rotten meat. And if you use a gun, you'll get less money for your pelts and your meat than if you were to use an arrow. Obviously, that makes sense.
1: Yes, because you damage the pelts with gun.
0: Exactly. If you're a dirty bastard, these are my notes. This is my paraphrasing here. If you're, my rephrasing, if you're a dirty bastard, NPCs may refuse to talk to you or serve you. So in this trailer. No shoes, you know, no the, shirt,
1: no service.
0: No bathing. Get yeah, fuck out. <laughs> no bathing. GTFO. So in this trailer, we see the, that, like Steimer said, you do have the option to bathe Arthur Morgan and groom him. Or you don't have to. So you see him at one point walking outside. It looks like out of a barn, just covered in shit. Yeah. And this NPC sees him and recoils and just turns and runs away. So I'm assuming that's how it's going to work. Kingdom come deliverance sort of had something like that where if you, if you were dressed like a, like a nobleman, if you were dressed like a peasant, people would remark at what you're wearing and you you would just be treated like shit. I don't know if it actually impacted the way that you, impacted the things you could do in the game, but it sounds like in this one it will impact the things you can do or people just won't want to talk to you because you're going to be a stinky bastard. Yep. Mm -hmm. Your hair and facial hair grows. You can always cut it shorter, but you can't make it longer. So that shit. What game was that? Oh, it was Witcher. I was
1: like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I can't remember. Um, the only thing that I found annoying about it in The Witcher was I wanted to lock it. I wanted it to be like, I wanted it to be.
0: You wanted it to stay where it stay, was. Stay um,
1: at a sort of halfway in between point, mm-hmm. like a bit of stubble, and. I couldn't get it to stay there, he would keep growing a motherfucking beard and it would ruin every cutscene. Because Why I Why your hair grow? Girl? I purposely no, here's the most annoying fucking shit. I would purposely go shave him before I knew that um like like a scene was gonna happen. And then <laughs> somehow the by the time I fucking got there, it already like I fast traveled to the thing to do the thing and it grew. In that amount of time. And then in the cutscene it was rude and I was really pissed off. So I kind of want them to offer like a lock facial hair. Like it's this, it won't grow. Please let me. Growing facial hair bothers me. This is a video game. I wish we could do that.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, I wish we could do that in real life. It's like, all right, everything, just stop. I get that it's, I get
1: that it's quote unquote realistic, but Christ, come on, I'm in a video game. Like let me lock my facial hair to a certain length.
0: Because you yeah, would theoretically
1: yeah. be able to keep it that length. You would be
0: able to continue. Let's give a little trim. trim. A little Z. Yeah. Yeah. Um, finally, you need to eat to keep health stamina meters up, but you will lose weight depending on food intake. Lose gain weight depending on food intake. You have to remain active to remain in tip-top shape. So you can become a little portly, Arthur Morgan, or maybe Oh, a very my skinny. God.
1: <laughs> oh, I like this idea okay i, know it's I like, mean cute. part of me likes this part of me is like jesus this sounds like too much micromanagement um so i wonder if there will be options at all You mean like i wonder I- if it will be like if you play you can you play on a different i don't know if it's not really difficulty but like on a different setting mm-hmm. where you wouldn't have to i don't know if they're even offering that or not
0: yeah no i imagine this isn't going to impact gameplay so what i'm not sure on though stamina
1: very much impacts gameplay no
0: no sorry like what i mean is i don't know if you need to eat to keep your health up or if you just need to eat when you're low on health does that make sense like if i'm full on health and i'm not eating is my health going to consistently go down if so that's dumb i don't like that like this isn't a survival game that i'm trying to play and that's one of my biggest pet peeves in games not my pet peeve sorry that's one of the reasons why I don't like survival games that much is because I don't like the constant micromanaging. I just want to be able to explore and let go of some of the trials and tribulations of real life. Yes. Like the need to like eat and eating. drink. Yes, exactly. Like, oh, I love I mean, I love eating. I love eating. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'd be curious to find that out too. Uh, but going back to the trailer we actually saw today. So we saw Arthur Morgan fishing, which I thought was it really was cool. It very pretty. I mean, I'm not going to do it because I hate fishing in video games. But Wait, what? Really? I
1: hate fishing in video games. Oh. Hate it. I love That's hunting. Like, I will hunt the shit out of everything.
0: Oh, uh, see, I I love a good fishing mini game. You typically find them in JRPGs, and even Zelda has some good fishing mini games in there. But I mm, Breath of Fire Three. I mean, is it looks very fishing, pretty,
1: so I'm glad for you to be able to experience fishing in these ponds.
0: Thank you, Samer. That was a very nice thing for you to say. You act like see you I'm playing. a fucking monster sometimes. You're like, no, you're not. That was no, no, no. That was oh, a very okay. PC PR friendly, like nice. That was just a nice thing to say. Okay. You're not a monster. Okay. You're a beautiful angel glistening with sparkles and diamonds descending from Ooh, the very heavens above oh my me.
1: Go- I just need to have you around me more often.
0: So you can see me, girl. Me. I got you. I got you. I think <laughs> I dug myself out of that one, ladies and gentlemen. You did. You did. Uh, <laughs> you also see him playing cards, shooting whiskey, dancing with someone, chopping wood, playing dominoes, and then the five-finger fillet game. Yeah, which is which, like, ow. Ow. And you saw, like you said, him watching a dance and doing a duel. And So th- I think the reason this trailer got me so excited is just there's just so much to do. I, didn't, yes. I don't think I realized how much there is to do in and this game. And that's all side
1: shit. Like, that's yeah. all optional content.
0: Mm-hmm, I won't mm-hmm. do most
1: of it. I won't do any of those mini games um, because I don't care about them. But it's nice that they're there and that, you know, if I felt like wasting some time in a game at some point, you're like, you know what? I'm just tired and I don't feel like doing another regular mission, so I'll just go play five-finger fillet. Why not? Yeah. Um, I like that they have things to do to mix up the pacing of the gameplay so that you can take breaks when you mm-hmm. need to
0: yeah that open world fatigue man it's it real can be real it can be very very real well we're all very excited obviously this game is coming out in just a few weeks oh my god I really i can't like time is a weird concept dude i know it, it's it's kind of crazy so the first word that came out in 2010 and i feel like ever since then you know we've all been waiting for this and here we are eight years later Oof. and Holy crap! It's actually coming, and the horses—the <laughs> horses look so pretty. Oh my gosh! There's just so much good about this game. I, I kind of want to go on a media blackout right now, but I don't know if that's going to be possible. I mean,
1: it's not going to be that. But do. I don't think they're going to have that much more. You don't think so? No. I mean, like you just said, the game's almost out. They already yeah. know people like. Let's be real. People are on people are on board this train. Like this is yeah, not very true. A thing you got to sell too <laughs> much.
0: Yeah, it's very true. Can't wait. Alright, yes. moving on. PSX 2018 is not happening. Dun, dun, dun. Can't say this is too surprising, no. but this write-up is from Jonathan Dorbush of IGN. PlayStation's worldwide studio chairman Sean Layden has confirmed Sony will not be holding a PlayStation Experience event in 2018. Layden made the announcement on the PlayStation broadcast saying, quote, for 2018, I know this is going to be a disappointment to some people, but we decided to not hold PlayStation experience this year. We won't have it in the States this year, he continued. The reasons behind that really are we don't have we have a lot of progress that we're making on our games. now that we have Spider-Man out the door, we're looking down into 2019 games like Dreams and Days Gone. But we wouldn't have enough to bring people all together in some location, North America, to have that event. We don't want to set expectations really high and then not deliver on that. It was a hard decision, but we have determined this year we will not hold PlayStation Experience. While PlayStation, while last year's PlayStation Experience was not as news-heavy in years past, PSX 2016 saw the announcement of both The Last of Us Part Two and Uncharted The Lost Legacy's reveal. Unfortunately, this might mean news of whether Sony fans can change their PSN, PSN names will have to wait. At last year's PSX... I can't, this is so, this is never going to go away. Layden said he hoped people wouldn't have to keep asking about PSN name changes by next PSX. Do you think he, a, he
1: definitely knew? He
0: knew. i, I what a think sneaky
1: squirrel. No, how he, coy. <laughs> he's like, because by the next PSX, when will that be? Nobody knows could be no. ten years from now. It's not gonna be ten years from now, but like I, I love that he did that, probably full knowing that they weren't doing a PSX this year.
0: So coy. So in wake of in wake of all this, kinda of funny is hosting their own press conference of sorts for what? developers. Wait, oh yeah, for dude. Real? You haven't heard about this? No. Okay, okay. So check out Twitter.com slash game over Gregie for more info if you're interested, if you're a developer and you wanna have don't your don't game send highlighted. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, um, That's so weird. Wait, what? So yeah, so okay, we'll talk about Greg and kind of funny real quick. So my understanding is that Greg saw this news break while he was recording the um, what's the first show they do the garbage truck on fire, the the, the morning, morning show. show. Yeah, the morning show. And he got this idea that you know, we want to highlight all developers and everyone else who would benefit from a press conference like something at PSX. And now Wait, people he, that
1: aren't part of PlayStation, just literally anyone.
0: I I, I want to say it's literally anyone at this point. Like if you're playing, huh. they're not expecting to get actual trailers from PlayStation or Xbox or Nintendo. It's more about. Yeah, obviously, like their parties and Indies and whatnot. Gotcha. So, yep. So this is going to air the Saturday after the Game Awards. I think it's at 8 a.m.? No, there's. There, I don't know. I don't have all the information. Okay. But Go to Greg's Twitter. You'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to talk to him about that, that he's is taking submissions. Bizarre yep. turn of events. <laughs> there you go. That's that's Greg Miller for you. So I have to say <laughs> this is really not surprising. I mean, we hadn't heard anything on PSX and it's like hi, we're we were we were almost in October by this point. So not a surprising announcement. Samer, what do you think?
1: Not surprised. Because yeah, yeah last year definitely felt odd. Um because there wasn't like there was enough but even last year felt a little bare bones in comparison to years prior so Mm -hmm. i don't blame them and those events aren't cheap that's expensive as shit to to put on so and not to mention it costs a lot of money for people traveling to it so you do want to feel like you're giving people value if they are taking time off around christmas like that's potentially a lot of people's vacation time that they wouldn't be spending with their families um so I I do respect them for canceling it instead of putting on a lackluster show, and then you've got people who have traveled and have put money towards this, and it's not a feel good situation. Um, so I mean, good job for recognizing that and canceling it. I think it's weird that they did it on the broadcast, to be quite honest with you. But other than that,
0: yeah, I think they're trying to use their broadcasts for more avenues of announcements. You know, well, it's a difficult cool thing like, we have.
1: Then the statement is is the way you speak which is not as eloquent exactly. so yeah I'm, as you were reading it i thought to myself oh he that's legitimately exactly <laughs> what he said because that's how yeah. people talk you, you i wasn't skipping words you'll stop a sentence and then re re, re course correct him halfway through which is what he <laughs> yeah. does so it's sort of funny to have that poll quoted mm. um I, yeah anyways it's just a, it's oh, yeah. just a I mean, PR person in me going, hmm, interesting.
0: Interesting. Yep. Put a pin in that head. It's not happening. That said, Xbox is having their, uh, X018, X018. It's X018 or X18. Like how the hell do you pronounce this thing? I have no idea. But I don't it's know. In Mexico. It's, it's in New Mexico. Oh, it's Mexico City. No, like it's not New Mexico. It's no, Mexico City. No, no, sorry. Proper. Mexico City. I have it right here in Mexico City. I blame the lack of solid food. Yes. So, it's a good, good thing um, to blame. <laughs> this is, November 10th in Mexico City. It's the fourth annual Xbox Fan Fest in Mexico City. It'll be live streamed as part of its quote biggest episode of Inside Xbox yet. So I don't think we'll see anything groundbreaking from this. Um I know because they are integrating Inside Xbox. That is kind of that has kind of been their Xbox's newest avenue for you know minor announcements. I would say I don't think anything major has broken on that. I could be wrong. If I am, I apologize. I don't remember. But maybe we'll see some crackdown. Sammy Does that get your I mean, panties all in a bundle? The
1: thing with crackdown. <laughs> she has the fatigue. I just want it. I just want it so desperately. Mm-hmm. And it feels like it's not going to happen somehow. And that bums me out. Because the first crackdown was so fun it was just stupid fun it was Mm -hmm. i think somebody was comparing it to like earth defense Force. i'm like yeah kind of in a way like it's not designed to be a super serious game by any means it knows what it is and what it is is like fun destruction blow shit up throw people at insane velocities have a good time just break shit that's crackdown and Mm -hmm. So the fact that this game keeps getting pushed, in fact, we haven't—we just haven't heard from it in so long—makes me nervous. Sort of like honest to god, days gone. I also feel this way about. I'm like, what's going on with you? Because you are. Well, days gone hasn't been really at an event in a while. Like they've had Mm -hmm. um, picture opportunities, but they've not shown
0: it. Yeah, and I'm like, what? What? what What's happening with that game? I think the last we heard about it was that preview event Andrea went to a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, I was perusing the internet to see w- w- if people are getting really, really excited about this Xbox Fan Fest because admittedly, I've never paid attention to it. I'll, I have it, not either, but apparently this year it's getting more hype. It is getting a lot more hype. Maybe, you know, Xbox is like, we can swoop in and steal this. Steal it from what? I don't know. That is the make problem make is like...
1: They literally just bought all those studios, or at least they just announced that they bought them. There's no way that they can be talking about anything they're working on yet.
0: Well, if you want to get real hype, never going to happen moment, Fable 4, ladies and gentlemen. No. So, okay. So that game will take like 10 years to develop. But okay. So it's all been but confirmed by this point. Eurogamer did a big scoop on it. Obviously, Playground Games is the one working on it. Microsoft obviously just announced that they acquired Playground Games. I don't think it's going to happen here, but I think that is like the big get hype moment that is just like not going to happen. But if it does happen, it would blow minds. It so. would
1: be nice. It would be nice. But not if, wait, I'm just realizing they only, I was like, wait, playground, let me, I forgot what yeah, they've done. And then I'm like, they've only done. Forza.
0: Right. So, so that's kind of the, the scratcher, right? Like <gasps> uh, That's kind Let's of... Let's put but, a yeah. developer
1: that's done racing games on this. Which is... It's fine because you think about yeah. somebody like Gorilla and all they ever did was a first-person mm-hmm. shooter and then they made an amazing
0: third-person action RPG. So, I mean, imagine maybe there's a couple different teams in there, obviously working on that. But, yeah. So other things people are getting really hyped about. Halo Infinite footage. Maybe we'll see more. Not quite sure. And um, Battletoads. And other extra hype moment more studio acquisitions but i would say don't don't bet don't know, your first born on that one to buy telltale i mean they don't exist anymore
1: oh, also that I would think, be I, in my opinion a bad business decision
0: yeah they, i mean like, really, to re- they went
1: under because that was not a well-managed studio and also well, no i don't know what their sales numbers were either
0: i know i'm gonna call it right now What's gonna happen THQ is going to buy that shit because they buy everything. They're just not. They're just going to buy. The, you mean the THQ name. Nordic because THQ Nordic yes. doesn't exist anymore. THQ Nordic, who eventually wasn't it THQ Nordic originally Nordic, and then they added the THQ to their name after they acquired THQ because they, the lo- they wanted the brand because they wanted the brand too. It'll be THQ Nordic Telltale. That's going to be their new name. Not happening at all whatsoever. But kind of. Simon's just shaking her head. No. Okay, moving so, on. No. <laughs> moving on. Google's project stream lets you play Assassin's Creed Odyssey in Chrome. This wow. comes from CNET from Morgan Little. Also, if I'm talking funny, my mouth is numb from the shake I'm drinking. Do you want me it's to read very, this? Yeah, my, it's, I can't I'll feel my it. tongue. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I'm like, just girl, <laughs> I'm here. Tap me in. Tap, put me in. Coach, I'm, put me in. I'm tagging you in, baby. You're tagged in. <laughs> okay. So.
1: In a surprise announcement Monday, Google revealed a partnership with Ubisoft to bring the upcoming game Assassin's Creed Odyssey to your Chrome browser. On the same day the game comes out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, a limited number of players will be able to put Google's new streaming technology, Project Stream, to uh, to the test in what could be a big step forward for efforts to bring blockbuster AAA games to streaming platforms. It's hard to read this over here. I'm going to move it over here. All right. Um, <laughs> the idea of streaming such graphically rich content that requires near instant interaction between the game controller and the graphics on the screen poses a number of challenges, Google said in its blog post announcing Project Stream. When streaming TV or movies, consumers are comfortable with a few seconds of buffering at the start, but streaming high quality games requires latency measured in milliseconds with no graphic degradation. Degradation. Google isn't alone in bringing Assassin's Creed Odyssey to streaming platforms. Ubisoft is also experimenting with bringing the game to the Nintendo Switch in Japan via cloud servers. That's weird, but cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, The announcement follows long-standing rumors about Google making a more serious foray into the gaming industry dubbed Yeti by early reports. You can watch a 1080p, six, uh, wow, 60 frames per second (laughs) video of Assassin's Creed Odyssey captured from Project Stream below and sign up for a limited beta Well, there's a link, so it's like sign up for it here, but I don't have the actual (laughs) links. Sorry, Google it. Um, Sorry. And a word of caution for this uh, with people, for those with slow internet connections, this test is geared towards participant with a home internet connection of at least 25 megabits per second.
0: Okay, so that link is projectstream.google.com slash ACO slash sign up. I don't know how long this link is going to be valid, just so maybe Google it'll be a thing.
1: Project Stream Assassins Creative. I'm sure it'll come up. You got it.
0: All right. So this is interesting because Google has been trying to get into the the gaming space for a while. There were rumors. They were looking at Twitch. They were looking at that. What's that one? Get Gakai. Get how do you pronounce it? G a k a i g a i k a i. It's a cloud. It's a cloud gaming Gaikai. service. Gaikai. I can never say that. But so they. So there's been at least two noted times when Google's like, "Yo, we want to get into gaming," and then someone else kind of swoops in and then takes that away from them, or they like out buy them or outbid them or something. Uh, wh- so what this means, because obviously you know Project Scarlet, the rumored next Xbox console, is the first one we've heard of that they're going to have a physical console. Though this is all rumors, by the way. Obviously, uh, going to have a physical console, but then they're also going to have the streaming only console that you just stream everything yep and the concern is and a valid concern is who can handle that what what infrastructure what which countries can that work with not only that though
1: the real question is if google can do this in your internet browser why would you ever buy a box i don't know you tell me that's uh, like that's that i think is the bigger issue is like if if this goes well like that you can't make a streaming only box why would you ever make a streaming only box because Mm -hmm. I can now stream apparently in my fucking web browser like which is crazy because like yes you obviously have to worry about internet issues but if you are if you are if you were a consumer with with the internet requirements blah 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 and those are your options is spend money on a box or just use the PC you probably already have and not have any tech requirements because it's streaming?
0: Yeah, I guess that's an interesting point. I, I think for me, I'm thinking about what would I rather do? I think I would rather, huh. Yeah, that's an interesting point because I'm gonna, I always want a huge TV in my living room anyway. Sure. And if I'm going to have a huge TV, am I going to want to hook up a computer underneath that where my consoles go? Or am I going to want a console that I can easily take around? And again, I don't know a lot about streaming unless laptops will be able to do this as well.
1: Theoretically, uh-huh. this wor- the only thing that needs to be good is the internet connection, right? Because right. all the processing is happening offsite. So yes, your laptop could th- theoretically do this.
0: Huh. That's interesting. You just have to use an HDMI to hook it up to your TV. Yes. And if that doesn't cause any latency issues, then blammo goes to dynamite. It would I mean, be,
1: this is going to be interesting. I'm very curious to see how this test goes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to pretend like I know a lot about streaming and how this streaming stuff works. I just know that if this works well, it could mean that maybe we're not as far away from these cloud based consoles or these streaming based consoles as we thought we were. I
1: would be curious to see if they, if again, if I, I would argue it could, it could in a theoretical world destroy the need for them. Like mm-hmm. I would think that then the box would need to also do other things. Like you couldn't just stream on it. That is my point. Making a streaming right. only box would seem stupid. It would just seem- unless
0: okay. So you can watch a 1080p 60fps, but that doesn't. That's not 4K. No, right? no, no, no. So, I think streaming 4K would be a ways away. It's a ways away. So maybe that's the need for a console for a while. I'm not but saying, you're saying.
1: I'm not saying it. 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 It eliminates the need for a console. I'm saying mm. for a streaming only console. Like if the box mm. can only stream that is okay. not useful. If it's the same thing that is happening right now on my television, great. Keep it up. And you have the option of streaming. Fine. Whatever. I don't care. I won't mm-hmm. use it. Um But my point was just if that's all the box can do, it doesn't make a lot of sense. If Google is now saying you can do it in a web browser.
0: Got it. Do you see yourself ever using something that's web-based streaming only or anything like that
1: me personally no Mm. but Mm. i know that there are a lot of people out there who can't afford consoles who um still want to experience these games or are maybe i don't know like i I think it's an interesting concept for other like
0: other people in the world because it's not necessarily anything that i need but it's not all about me it's not it's not about me either it's just a harsh reality children that you have to learn to live learn learn to learn someday I don't, I'm trying to drop some knowledge and I just fumbled all of that. It's all good. It's okay. Yeah, You know, it's, yeah, it's interesting. And I saw some people raising concerns also because I know, again, I'm going to botch all of this, but people have a concern with streaming only because they feel like then that way you don't own the media. Obviously you never own it. All you're ever doing is getting a license, but if you're just streaming it, you don't even have a license, right? You're just kind of consistently streaming it. Yes. So, people are also concerned about that. I mean, I understand it it's a it's a wild wild west we're we're starting to explore some uncharted territory, and it's going to be fascinating to see how this impacts uh the industry going forward.
1: yeah, I mean, I think we're starting to get to the point where we are all aware as humans that we don't own software like because games have shut down and have gone away, mm-hmm. and you've spent money on them like there's and that's just part of the ecosystem now at this point it's just something we we live with uh, and you can sit there and like be like oh the good old days but it's, <laughs> yeah. it, it, there was good and bad to that too if a game shipped broken they couldn't fix it so
0: ah, that's very true yeah you know, there was ladies and there gentlemen was no e. such,
1: yeah not only that there was no such thing as a uh, games of service like there, that doesn't exist Mm-mm. no so uh, yeah this will be definitely interesting and i will keep my eye on it just for industry sake but for me as a personal consumer it's probably not something that i would use um because i i like what i'm doing already i don't see a need to change it
0: yeah so i'll we'll hold hands and we'll get through this together not that it's going to be a difficult thing to get through <laughs> we'll experience it all together yeah all right sam your mouth is still numb you got the next one too uh yeah said. yeah of course
1: so seattle police launched an anti-swatting program so this is by uh nathan grayson of kotaku i love him yes uh okay Okay. so swatting i think we can all agree is pretty much the shittiest prank a person could pull. i wouldn't even call it a prank oh yeah that's the next part of the (laughs) sentence if you (laughs) could even call an action that might lead to someone's death a prank i would argue no you can't um somebody calls the police and accuses someone else often someone who is live streaming of an in-progress crime so heinous that a swat team shows up at their door with unpredictable consequences late last year a 28 year old was killed as a result of this so as police uh, continue to struggle with this issue, the Seattle Police Department has actually taken some proactive measures. As spotted by Ars Technica, the Seattle PD now has an official swatting resource site that encourages streamers or anyone else who feels like they might be in danger of getting swatted to create a profile with a data management service and flag yourself as having swatting concerns. Once you've done that, police should handle any calls about you that come their way um, with extra care. So a 911 caller would take... 911 call taker receives a report of a critical incident reads an explanation of how the system works on seattle pd's website while ensuring first responders are dispatched to that call for service as quickly as possible the call taker will simultaneously check for whether or not swatting concerns have been registered at that address if swatting concerns have been registered this information will be shared with responding officers who will still proceed to the call the site also includes videos of what police say is raw footage from a swatting incident and an anti-swatting psa so this is not the first time Seattle PD has engaged with Twitch and streaming culture. Last year, officers experimented with running an official Seattle PD Twitch channel on which they regularly played games while talking about their process. It's kind of cute. Uh, the whole thing fell apart after they used the channel to give an update on a very sensitive case in which officers shot and killed a pregnant black woman with a history of mental illness, all while playing Destiny. Yeah, that seems Yeah. Bad. Why would you... Why? Anyways, that poor taste. Uh, After facing heavy criticism, the Seattle PD elected to discontinue use of its Twitch channel. Here's hoping this anti-swatting initiative works out better for all involved.
0: Yeah. uh, The last part is just like, ha, I I actually don't remember hearing about that. I don't don't either. Just does not. Don't don't do that, ladies and gentlemen. However, this is still very interesting because as we're seeing this industry go and grow and change and move forward, Swatting is a a serious issue. Yes. And it's really asshole-ish and no one should ever do that. So it's interesting to watch those industries and companies and everyone else outside of gaming have to kind of adapt to this new culture that's building. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely something if you are,
1: even if you don't live in Seattle and you are a person of the internet, I do think it's always worth calling your local police department. Granted, some of them won't, some of them won't get it, but if somebody does, it's good to have them be on record as like, I have called and said that I might be a target of this. Therefore, hopefully you won't like try to kill me in my house. Please. No. Thanks. Bye. Um, So it's good that they have an actual registry sort of a thing happening now, and hopefully other cities will also take note um, and, and put that in process. It just sucks that, that that. they even have to do this. It sucks if somebody thinks that that is an acceptable thing to do to another human being.
0: 100%. And because it is so shitty, it's just, it's just one of those things that I don't think you can get rid of swatting. I don't think it's because you can't control what people do, but you can take measures like this to help prevent unfortunate incidents, incidences, which is like happened last year with that poor 28 year old. So yeah. I think that and I think prosecuting people who do SWAT um
1: to like the fullest extent w- would help diminish but yeah i don't think it will ever necessarily completely stop which sucks
0: right yeah this is a, again wild wild west territory we're all traversing and trying to uh, figure out how it works but yes. like Simon said also great advice if you are a person of the internet definitely call your police department or do something just be like hey this is what i do please don't come to my house honestly like showing
1: the showing your your local police department what the seattle pd is doing might actually be very helpful like and they might be able to understand it a little bit better so i would say go to their website go to the seattle pd website and then show your local police department of like hey can even if you don't have an official process in place for this i would like to flag myself as a person who may be targeted there
0: you go Uh, I don't have this in the news, but, Steimer, I'm excited about this because one little tidbit is the Stardew Valley co-op on Switch is in QA testing right now. Oh, shit. Oh, girl. We're going to be farming together soon, making babies. Oh, my God. So many babies with you. I'm so excited. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to wrap up this first news segment when we come back. We're going to talk all about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I've been playing a game called Titan Quest we played Life is Strange 2 I don't know if she's going to want to talk about it yet we'll find out You'll you'll have to stick around to find out we'll be right back welcome back everybody before we hop into Assassin's Creed Odyssey Sam, we're going to pinch off a few other little games. Oh, no, why don't say that? You don't like the word pinch no. off? You don't like that saying, Ives? No. We're going to. Uh, uh Okay, what's another phrase? We're just going to talk about a couple other things. First. Oh come on! I have to have something witty and clever to say. There has to be something I can use besides pinch off. There, okay. There most
1: certainly is other things you could say. I, just...
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it's like my go-to. God dang it! I can't think. Okay, well, rip off? No, that wouldn't work. No. Pinch. It's not going to work. Okay. We're going to knock out. There we go. There we go. We're going gonna to one-two punch a few smaller titles. So when Andrea Rene returns from her glorious vacation and when I get back from mine that follows hers, we are going to be doing our Life is Strange 2 Episode 1 spoiler cast. But in the meantime, I've played Life is Strange 2 Episode 1 and Steimer has played Life yes, is Strange 2 Episode yes. 1. And I loved all the flurry of text messages I got.
1: Oh, yeah. From you. I can't wait to read those on the spoiler cast. That's always one of my favorite things is like, here's, here's me as a friend. Just here's
0: a little <laughs> window
1: into what I am like. Um, Love you. because I'm often just like bitching about stupid shit. Uh, it's valid though. What? Valid. You have yeah. valid complaints. I, it's, uh, that, that makes it sound like I don't like this game. I did enjoy the game. <laughs> I would like to say overall. Um, and I would, I will, I applaud them for taking on such heavy content and not shying away from it um, because it is rather, I will just say political. And if you are a citizen of the world at this time, um, there are, there are definitely things that would, would make you uncomfortable or could make you uncomfortable. And, but I, I think that it's really great that they are addressing these subjects and, Again, I'm going to try and keep it like vague because I don't. I think that you should just play it and play see. It. Um, I'm enjoying the relationship that's happening, even though I traditionally hate little kids in general, but mostly in video games. And true. there were certainly a couple shake fist moments for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that the hard part is remembering that these are children, even yeah. though Sean is 16. You know, he still says and makes some really stupid decisions. And you're like, yeah. why did you think that's a logical thing to do? And then it's like, and the okay, answer he's... is, oh, because you're young and stupid. As Judge Judy would say, how is there an not, aunt? On he's my not desk? quite cooked. You no. have no. an aunt? I have an aunt so on this my is desk. We get bugs every time we record a show together. I had Bartholomew the gnat. Now you have to name your aunt. No, he's going to be dead here in a minute. Let's name him Henry. Goodbye, Henry. Henry, the ants, and Bartholomew, the gnats. They were best friends, and that was that. Boom.
1: He's dead. <laughs> Where did you come from? I, he's one ant. I've never seen ants in my apartment. That's so bizarre. And he was just it, one crawling on my desk. Was it
0: a little sugary ant? I don't know. He's dead, though. Little, well. little black <laughs> Well, that didn't last long. No. She'll tolerate spiders in her, in her apartment. The little ant. Nah. Ants
1: can go away. Like I in my old apartment in San Francisco, it, we were plagued by ants. There were just ants everywhere all the time. It was awful.
0: Yeah, ants suck. They're bad because once you have one, you have like a million. Yes, you're gonna Which wake up. Which is why and be I'm covered. confused
1: and why there's only one. And I'm looking around now on my floor to see if there are more crawling around anywhere, and I don't see anything. They're in your bed. Why would you say that? Know, I'm sorry. Why would you do um, to me? Anyway, sorry. sorry. But yeah, so I've enjoyed Life is Strange. I'm very much looking forward to the spoiler cast. So we can talk about more specifics of what happened in that episode. Um, but I am
0: digging it. Digging it, digging it, digging it. Well, yeah, I am very excited for this too. But
1: Brittany, what is this ye old Titan quest you are playing?
0: Ah, uh, So I don't know. I'm on a Grease kick right now. So I was obviously just in Greece not that long ago. And I'm currently playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And now I'm playin- playing Titan Quest. And I actually watched 300 over the weekend. I, I don't know what it is. Man, you are like ancient Greece in me. Yeah. I know. I, I got some grease in me. <laughs> uh, so Titan Quest is a game that originally released in 2006. It was published by THQ. And it recently came to consoles this year. And I'll be honest with you. I don't really know what's going on in the story. Um, I'm maybe 10 hours into this, but it's kind of sort of scratching the Diablo Witch that I've had for a very, very, very long time. It, tradi- it's old school action, venture, hack and slash, CRPG sort of thing in the sense that it's top down. You know, you have tons of enemies that come around you as you're exploring these maps there are caves there are some dungeons you explore and it's an rpg in the sense that you level up and then you get skill points every time you level up and you actually get to assign those skill points yourself manually which is such a thing i love it so much but it's so hard to find that anymore i think because developers are worried that people are going to botch their game experience by building a a broken character which i can understand that but that's why respecing is a thing that's also true Yeah, I'm saying, man. So every time you level up, you get two skill points or three or however many and you get to assign them to your strength, your magic, your defense, what all the things, whatever you want to do, not defense, but there's like five or six different attributes. And then you have a whole nother skill tree where you have dozens of other options and you can choose how you want to send those, where you want to spend those skill points as well. Hmm. So I, I think it has, Four player co-op. I could be wrong, but I'm obviously playing with Jason and we're playing online co-op. So we have our two TVs in the living room and we're using them. And it's just really fun. Like I said, it scratches that Diablo itch. It's, it's obviously nowhere near as polished. It doesn't have all of the features, all of the mechanics of a Diablo game, but it does have that, you know, you run around top down view. There's different villages. There are side quests. There are tons of monsters to kill, open fields, that sort of thing. And we're having a lot of fun. It is. It does have its glitches. It, there's like, there's points where your my character will disappear completely off of Jason's game. Whoops. And, and so he has to look at my game in order to know like where I am. Um, but I'm still there and I'm killing things. It's just my character model is just there. just invisible. Yeah. Or, or he on my screen will just kind of like skate around my screen a little bit. He's like not actually moving with, you know, yeah, actual just movement.
1: Like a chess piece being moved around.
0: Yeah. So, um, I tweeted about this game a little earlier last week and to, to my surprise it's a very well-known game a lot of people reached out and they're like oh i love that game the game is so good blah blah, blah. how's it aged and i would say it's aged fine just expect it to be a 2006 I would game say it's whatever it's okay. I, I, it's okay I originally tried playing this on pc probably a couple years ago but sometimes pc games just don't stick because like i said many times before i sit on a computer all day and sometimes i want to get off of the computer so, um, that's reasonable. Yep. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. So it, it didn't stick on the PC back then, but now it's sticking on console. It's a little janky, but the core gameplay and the old RP, old school RPG mechanics are really fun. So I would recommend it. If you're looking for some more engine grease, get you some Titan you quest. Some Titan quest. Yeah. yeah. All right. Steimer.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: We have been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You have been yes. playing, I think, a lot. A lot more than I have. So how I'm, are you? I, I'm i only maybe like five hours in. Oh, okay, yeah.
1: I'm level uh, almost about to hit fifteen.
0: Okay, so, so talk
1: to me. I've completed three episodes. I don't know how many episodes there are actually. Now that I
0: think, I think about there it. are eight or nine. I think.
1: Okay, so I'm also still relatively early, um, yeah. but so I could be wrong. But this. Is going to be a divisive, I think, Assassin's Creed for people. For me, as someone who didn't quite click with Origins the way I wanted to, and in general doesn't like, I always want to love Assassin's Creed, and there's always just something off about it that makes it that makes it a game I play for actually roughly like 15 hours, and then I usually bounce. Mm -hmm. This one, it might just be. The female protagonist, maybe I'm that shallow, I don't know. Um might be her hey, beautiful no, no, no. brain. You're not,
0: you're, listen, that's not you being shallow. I just want to stick that out there right now. It really makes a big difference when you feel like you can relate to a character. Sometimes it's just that extra little push you need to really get hooked. I also have experienced that. Yeah, but then like, the counterpoint is like,
1: I played, fuck, I don't even know how many hours of Witcher, and like, that's a dude.
0: But, but that's the Witcher.
1: I know, Come but ask. I'm just
0: saying, it's not a thing
1: that I necessarily need in a video sure. game. But it's something that I very much am finding that I appreciate in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I feel like this, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I might sure. be saying something that I'm going to set myself up for failure here. But I feel <laughs> like this might be the first Assassin's Creed I finish. Same here. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, that's like my goal because I do. I genuinely enjoy this story. I genuinely think this world is beautiful. I will argue. I think it's a bit too large. Once again. Um But it's not as intimidating, I think, as Egypt because <laughs> ancient Egypt is all land masses. And yes, there might be a, it might be all sand in between those areas. There might not be anything there. But visually, when you pull out on the map, it looks impossible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I felt it felt like it was impossible when I looked overwhelmed. at when I looked at Origins. I just I was so overwhelmed. I knew I was never going to finish it. Right now, when you pull out on the map in Odyssey, it's probably about the same size, to be honest. But there's islands; it's a lot of islands, and so to me, that is—I know, <laughs> sorry—I Sorry. know I, I can—I
0: try to resist holding up that that's what she said, pillow. But I, I don't know. couldn't. I say bad Sorry. things.
1: It's okay. Um, the island portion of it somehow makes it more digestible to me, so I think that won't be as much of an issue moving forward in terms of just intimidation there's less of an intimidation Mm -hmm. factor there um and i'm really i'm enjoying the changes that they've made to it it makes me feel like i have more ownership over my character therefore more ownership over the story even if it is a choice of illusion i'm okay with that because it makes you feel a certain way like i i know what i did in this one instance obviously there will be no story spoilers here um so regardless I'm okay. I don't know if that makes any sense because I can't no, I I'm like you. there's a specific thing I'm thinking of but um trying to dance around it a little
0: bit. Do the little dance, do, do the little jig. dance.
1: But otherwise to me honestly gameplay feels rather similar to Origins. So if you played all of Origins and loved it, I know I have friends who played all of Origins and loved it. I'm not talking about Andrea even though obviously Andrea is one of them. Uh and they aren't clicking with this game. Because I think it's too soon for them because they consumed so much Origins content that I don't think it's, they're quite in that mindset and I totally get it. I think because I only played about 15 hours of Origins, I was fine jumping into this one and I'm down to explore this. Not every nook and cranny. I'm exploring a lot more than I thought I would. Mm -hmm. And now I'm kind of wondering if I need to start critical pathing it just so that I don't get fatigued before I finish this game? Because I do want to finish this game.
0: Yeah. And that's where I'm finding myself. So Assassin's Creed Odyssey for me... So I played maybe like 15 hours of Origins and then another game came out. I don't know what it was, but something came out and took me away from it. And I, like you, Simon, have not finished an Assassin's Creed game before. And I'm not sure why that is. I know with the earlier ones, I always felt like the Templars were hunting me all the time. Dude. I couldn't even do them. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah.
1: the the Templars... Are pol- like. The old games I wanted to like never finished even though they were smaller because of that. They police you so hard. Yeah.
0: They're, they're douche, they're douche nozzles. I, I got like 75% of the way through the first one I just played that for the first time maybe five years ago and I was like, oh God, this is not aged well. And same sort of thing. Yeah. The Templars, I was like, this, I can't breathe without them or like, I can't fart without them trying to kill me. It's just like not a good look. No. So I appreciated that about Origins was just that they, kind of took that away. At least I, be- I believe they did. Yeah, Origins yeah. didn't
1: police you that much. The one thing that they did that I just tweeted about today, but I was like, the best part about Assassin's Creed Odyssey is that you can run over people with your horse and the game won't guilt the shit out of you for it. You can? Because in Origins, it would be like, the Medjay is a protector of the people. And I'm like, fuck off. He didn't get out of the way of my horse. <laughs> like, what was I supposed to do? I literally, I'm not even controlling the damn horse. <laughs> I'm hitting follow road follow road and <sighs> clicking in the stick and he's going. And so he's running over people, but it's not me. It's you. I
0: mean, it's your it be, AI. And listen, like if you're not smart enough to get out of the way of a galloping horse, like yeah, you, it's Darwin. Maybe you don't need to procreate. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So I think this, so, okay. What was I saying? Oh yeah. So the other Assassin's Creed games, I could never really get into. I tried black flag, but I feel like even that still suffered from the Templars being overreactive assholes. So origins, eh, it was fine. I liked Bayek. Bayek, Bayek as a character. But again, something swooped me away. So with Odyssey, it's been it feels like the Assassin's Creed games that I've played, AKA Origins and Black Flag a little bit. But uh it was it's a slow it's been a slow warm-up. I don't know if it's because I've been feeling a little under the weather lately and nothing. And I'm at a point right hey, now where happens to be in God of War. <laughs> that's true that is very very true you said this game is okay or this game is fine or it's a great game game. this is a good game yeah yeah (laughs) and and, and, honestly i think that was so good you had your freaking like ear infection and i was like i'm dying this is a good game oh my god (laughs) you're like it's fine
1: (laughs) yep yep i'm sure cory would be very pleased to hear that
0: think that's the moment i'm having right now it's because i've been home for nine days now i've hardly left the house and i'm just like i'm i want to get out of the house and gaming right now almost feels like a chore because it's the only thing i really can do to get my mind off of everything so mm-hmm. i think for that reason it's not it's not a fair judge but um what i've noticed is when i wake up in the mornings i feel really good probably because i just got a lot of sleep so I've been playing Odyssey only in the mornings for maybe like an hour at a time. And I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed those moments when I feel like energetic in myself. And then as the day goes on and I become like a a grumpy, like hungry grouch, I'm like, I don't want to play anything. Nothing's good right now. So with that said, I'm starting to really warm up to this game. I feel like the more I see Cassandra... And her fun personality, the more attached I get, which makes me want to experience more of the world so I can see how she interacts with it. It's the same sort of thing with Spider-Man, is I've been going around doing all of the side quests because I like Peter Parker so much as a character that I like, okay, how is he gonna react to this? Or what kind of lore can I learn from him if I do this side quest? Mm-hmm. Um, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful there's not there are a lot of trees, but it's Greece. Yeah, so they're two different trees. The
1: underwater is beautiful. Oh
0: my god. There
1: are jellyfish down there. There's some there manta are. rays. I was like, holy shit. Here's the, here's an interesting, here's an interesting thing I learned about myself. Bring it on me. So in Tomb Raider, I was like, I fucking hate the underwater sections. They are very stressful. And it's because there's no meter. There's no UI. The only oh. UI you have is like when she starts to basically die and then you're like hey (laughs) yeah but i love exploring underwater in assassin's creed because it's just a straight up bar it's an ugly ass ui but i don't care because it's functional as shit so like there's just an ugly bar at the bottom of the screen that's full of blue and that's your oxygen great Mm -hmm. i know exactly how long i can stay under here i can manage my time and i can get the fuck out like that is what i need slash want from an underwater section if you will
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So thank you, Assassin's Creed, for doing that because thank you, it made me feel better.
0: Yeah, no, underwater bars are good. They're very ugly but functional as shit. That is like mm-hmm. the best. I want to get that on a t-shirt. Ugly but functional as shit. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so good. I mean, it's true. I get. Um, I get why Tomb
1: Raider didn't do it, right? Because it, yeah. it's a. It's an aesthetics thing. It doesn't yeah.
0: look great on the screen. Uh, no, it doesn't. Um. So. Yeah, I mean, I can't say that Odyssey is pulling at me. You know, come play me, come play me. I can't say, like, I'm totally craving to come – like to stop this episode and go play it. And again, that could just because I've been feeling a little under the weather, but I know Andrea is super in love with it. I know Greg from kind of funny, is super in love with it. Sammer, I know you've been really enjoying your time with it. And yeah. You're- I'm thinking about, I, w-
1: I would rather be playing it right now. Like that sounds like fun to me. I want to jump in there and no, I'm sorry. I love you so much. I love you so much, baby girl.
0: A single tear fell from her <laughs> cheek that day.
1: But the only part that like, so obviously there's there's ship stuff in this too there are islands as i have mentioned Mm -hmm. and it's sort of taking the black flag slash soon-to-be skull and bones approach of ship combat for me i don't love it it's not a thing i particularly care to do with my time Mm -hmm. and so what i'm kind of doing as much as possible is going around the ports jumping off immediately finding a sink point and then getting back on the ship and continuing down so that hopefully i won't have to use my ship that often eventually
0: i can can just just fast fast travel travel
1: because there will be a point where i would like to never get on the ship again
0: oh really so you're not enjoying the ship stuff (laughs) the ship's fine i just feel
1: like there are way too many fucking pirate boats all up in my ass and i want them to go Uh away like there how
0: does how does the ship stuff work can you briefly break it down because i haven't gotten that far yet if you um
1: have ever have you if you haven't played black flag or
0: i've seen it anything in
1: action um you have your galley or ship uh you can basically encourage your rowers to row faster but they have a stamina bar that will deplete fairly quickly so you then have to use the triggers basically to fire arrows at the enemy ship or javelins like there's different types of attacks you can do distance attacks on these ships. Uh, you have to kind of like line up your shot, angle it, fire, go. It depletes their health. They will fire back at you. You have to brace for impact in order to uh, have it damage you less. It will still damage you. Of course you can ram ships. Then once that Ooh. ship gets down to a certain specific health percentage, I don't remember what it is low though. You can then board that ship, kill all the dudes on board uh, then you kind of plunder their loot. You get their loot mm-hmm. and then the ship sort of falls apart and becomes floating boxes in the water that you just hit a or whatever, or X, I guess on PlayStation and pick it all mm-hmm. up. Um, and, and go about your merry way. So like, it's a way to get supplies, but they are, they're not super forcing it, but there's enough in there where I'm like, uh, I just don't want to do it at
0: all. Like, I now can, I, you have, can you avoid them at no. all? Or is it, no? I mean, uh, Yes
1: and no, you can you can't avoid it at a, at certain story parts. They make you like there's a certain thing where it's like there's a a blockade of ships you have to take them out. Okay. Um that's fairly that's fairly early on and it's designed to teach you ship mechanics, ship combat mechanics. And then as you as I'm going forth now, this is probably the longest journey that I will make that uh, that I'm currently on that where I'm like I said I'm stopping off at different ports to pick up those uh sink points so that I can travel, just fast travel back there later. But if you didn't want, you could just kind of go straight down. However, like I've mentioned, there are, there seem to be a decent amount of pirate ships on the way. So either you're going to try and have to outrun them, which is annoying and probably impossible mm-hmm. because there's multiple and these are small channels. Um, so, or you're going to have to fight all of them. Oh. Uh, yeah, so, I... I don't love that, but if you yeah. are like, fuck yeah, I love ship combat, like, great.
0: Then you're going to have <laughs> a good time have in a great game. time.
1: But they also have a lot of ship customization. I think Andrea mentioned last time she made her f- uh, crew all females, mm-hmm. and I'm slightly irritated because the only way you can get that is if you've signed up for Ubisoft Club and have gotten a certain amount of XP in an Assassin's Creed game, which I should have earned, because I played enough of Origins, however, it didn't track it, so it looks like oh. I have no XP in Origins, which sucks. And therefore, like I already have, I think a thousand in Odyssey, and I haven't played as much Odyssey as I've played of Origins.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so the fact that I have nothing in Origins, I'm like, this broke, which is annoying because so, it means I can't get the all
0: female crew. Is it what's the default then? If you can't get that, it's just a bunch of dudes.
1: You mm-hmm. can you can swap out different dudes.
0: Oh, but, but you have to pay to get the all-female? You oh. can't pay for it.
1: You, you can't pay, so you it. have to use
0: your Ubisoft points.
1: It's Ubisoft huh. club. It's not even points. It's like you have to be part of the Ubisoft club, and you have to have played enough amount of Assassin's Creed games that have been linked to that account
0: oh so it's you have to do both okay well i'm not gonna be able to get that then either no no so i'm
1: hoping i honestly hope they'll give me an option to pay for it like let me fucking pay for it i
0: mean we're all talking you shouldn't have to pay for that it should just be an option it should be if you're playing as cassandra or alexios or whoever you should have the option of recruiting a male group or a female group
1: it's just a skin. it's a skin over the crew and yeah i totally agree it should there should just be like a basic bitch um mode for both like there's the basic Basic dudes basic (laughs) girls like basic all-female crew basic all-male crew um and let you swap i agree with that uh and then if you want them to be fancier you buy customizations cool whatever but as of right now that's the only way to get the female crew and i'm a little bit annoyed by it now that is an annoying thing that's you can get so i have two female captains on my ship Mm -hmm. but they aren't the crew, if that makes sense. Now, they, they aren't the ones singing the shanties.
0: Do you have to recruit them?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Cause I, but I got some my of them sp- you
1: can pick up in story.
0: Okay. Because I got my Sparta kick, which I'm very, very happy oh. with. And it says in the little description that these pe- the people you kick off can be recruited later. But I haven't had to recruit anyone yet, but I'm assuming it's for the ship. That's, stuff. that's another
1: thing that will come up later. Uh, the story mm-hmm. will sort of tell you how to do that. Um, so basically, eventually, instead of killing someone excuse me, you can kind of knock them out and then recruit them. Okay. And be like,
0: yeah, I mean... Get on my ship! But the ones on that I've ship.
1: recruited so far have been uh, side missions. Side mission NPCs. Those so far have been way better than anybody you could possibly knock out and put on your ship.
0: Oh, okay. So you want to do side missions to get the bitch I would assume ship. either Got side
1: it. mission or you would want to wait for, like, the captain people... Like the big mm-hmm. big boys, you don't want Joe Schmo guard, captaining your ship. You just don't. I
0: do not. No, I know. Yeah, I I am enjoying my time with Odyssey. I hope I can finish this like you, Simmer, and maybe we can rally together and this can be the first. Not that not that it's going to be a hard thing to do. Not that we're going to pull teeth to finish Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's just with so many other games coming down the line, there I are large games. I still need to finish Spider Man. I still need to finish Dra- Dragon Quest Eleven. It's just there's just so many, and with Red Dead right around the corner, and you have Pokemon. And, ah, there's just so much coming up. Um, I'm I really want to because I think I think with some more time with a clear mindset, I could really click and love this game. I think, I think you'll my- enjoy the
1: story. The story that's happening so far, I'm mm-hmm. very into,
0: and that's what I've heard from a lot of people. My problem is is that I try to do all the question marks and i try to do all of the you can't because i know you can you can so this game has exploration mode and guided mode now when you're going through it exploration mode is the way it says the game is meant to be played however i chose to go with guided mode because that shows you the icons and where things are on the map and i don't feel like i I think i'm playing exploration mode i still have question marks on the map so okay, so when you have a mission, I don't when you when you have a mission, does it tell you where to go, or no. does it? it okay, it gives so, you clues.
1: It's like here are three mm-hmm. clues of where it is, and then you have to get some. You have to like look at the map and see where it would be, walk over that area, and then call your eagle and have her scout.
0: Oh, okay. Because on guided mode, it shows you where to go. It gives you the oh. yellow beacon right from the get go. Got it. No, on
1: on most of the regular missions, you have to sort of do a little digging and figure out where this person is with your eagle
0: is that ever annoying or has it worked really well no for me it hasn't been
1: super annoying um in fact i kind of like it because then it's like Mm. oh where is it and you like pull out the map you're like okay it says that it's like a little bit north of this thing over (laughs) here and then you send yeah yeah, i think it's i enjoy it
0: see i and i feel like i should enjoy it too because i think i think that's fun because they do give you a lot of hints and it's cool to explore this beautiful landscape that you know ubisoft has created in greece but i think i'm feeling just the pressure of excuse me trying to finish some other games and feeling like i'm already in a time crunch yep I and yeah and it, it's an unfortunate feeling because i really just want to be able to sit back and take my time with odyssey but i i don't know if i can do it i just have to get my mind right and i'm like how do i do this like yeah, how do i not I feel totally pressured? get it and I, st- I still haven't even touched tomb raider yet so See, here's the here's the good news I will bestow upon you. Yeah. Spider-Man, not that long. Tomb
1: Raider, right. not that long. I've finished both. You'll be okay with those. Dragon Quest, I have no idea. You might be screwed there. Know. But yeah. um <laughs> but uh <laughs> I so that's what, yeah, that's and I definitely even feel that myself. Granted, I've still been sort of taking my time with this as of right now and have been enjoying it, and I'm kind of like, oh, maybe I'll go over here and do this thing, or go over here and yeah. do that thing. And now I'm like, I really should stop dilly-dallying and get my shit together and kind of try and do the main story as much as possible because I do know Red Dead's coming out. Um, <laughs> but, oh, the other, here's my here's my one other plea, should anybody from Ubisoft be listening to this podcast? Which, I doubt it. But, um, oh. so there is a piece of armor called... Okay. The hunter's vest or some shit. And I have a rare version of it that gives me the most badass war paint. It looks like Kratos shit. It's so cool. And I love the way she looks in it. And I love everything about it. However, this game does not have a transmute feature. So Mm. while I can upgrade this piece of equipment, it will never be as good as a legendary piece of equipment. Meaning at some point I need to swap the shit out. Uh, which is such a bummer to me because I'm like, this is exactly how I want to look. I want her- to lose your war paint because then I lose my war paint if I switch to another thing. So either let me transmute this onto a legendary piece. I feel like, I feel like that's a feature they will eventually get around to. They're already sort of figuring it out with uh, like I just said, with upgrading your equipment. So they know that sometimes you get attached to a piece of equipment and you want to keep it. They just haven't, haven't sorted that out in terms of, of rarity got it so i have this blue piece that is now considered garbage compared to these legendary pieces that i have but i desperately just want to wear the blue piece i look are you so just much holding in, are
0: you just holding on to it yes it's still in my it? inventory
1: honestly <laughs> um, i might do the stupid stupid as fuck but this is how i play games i might just swap to it before i know there's a story mission
0: Oh, like you do with Geralt. You shave Geralt's Mm -hmm. face. That's not stupid. I shave
1: Geralt's face in preparation for a cutscene. I will wear this vest in preparation for a cutscene because I want to see her in that... In her war paint. In the war paint. I think the war
0: paint's super cool. Or Uh, just let me buy the war paint customization. Separately. Yeah. Uh, Important question, Symer. Have you found any armor with a cape?
1: No. But I'm okay with it. Like
0: I said, I, I prefer, like, the weird Huntress thing that
1: she has with the war paint. That's, like... Okay,
0: I thought you were going to ask me something else. It wasn't a very important question. I know you love your capes, and I know you love your feathers on Cullen. So I, I do, was just but I also
1: I love the shit out of her braid. Her braid's amazing.
0: Her braid is pretty amazing. Okay, so you have finished Tomb Raider. You finished Spider Man. Yes. I know you're still working on Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yes. But do you kind of have a lineup in your head where these games stand for you?
1: Well, they're very, they're di- like Assassin's Creed, is the largest of all of them, right. uh, mm-hmm. in terms of content and i don't know spider-man was really good
0: Mm -hmm. spider-man
1: i dug a lot i think tomb raider was one of those unfortunate things where i played it right after spider-man which was really good so i didn't like it as much i still think it was a super strong story and fairly solid gameplay but it was it's just naturally going to rank a little bit lower when you come off a high like that I know. And that, which sucks. I'm sorry, Tomb Raider, like.
0: Oh no, it's, sucks. it's a well, real problem. It's, uh, after God of War release, I think I try to hop into. Oh my god, I oh, finished far, far Cry. Far Cry 5. Yeah, I try to finish Far Cry. Bad idea. <laughs> yes, it's the Far Cry effect, which yes, is do not
1: play that after something like God of War because no. you will hate it immensely. Even though, again, it's not a bad game. It's just when you, right. when you're having one of those things back to back, it's, it's not, you, you notice the difference. Um. Right. And that's not, I would say the Far Cry difference was way worse than the Tomb Raider difference. But. Sure. There was still a difference to be had. And then Assassin's Creed is just such a different thing for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they're all third person, sort of open world-ish. Tomb Raider's not as open world. Uh, games, so they should be relatively similar. I don't know. I need to see where this Assassin's Creed Odyssey story is going. Cause the story of Spider-Man I super, I really dug, and I dug really a lot of the me. things that they did, gameplay wise, with mixing things up, so you didn't feel like you were constantly doing the same shit.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, there you have oh, it, ladies. And no, gentlemen. you don't. Do you have something
1: else? I do. What? Are you joking, oh. Brittany? What's the one thing we talk about all the time in BioWare
0: games? Banging, that you can banging, banging do Assassin's banging. Creed. Yes, I haven't banged anyone. I flirted with one woman once, I and then I pissed three her three off. people. Oh. <gasps> 3. Okay, how's the banging?
1: I mean, here it's sad. You it cuts to a black screen. <laughs> no! Which makes no! sense because there's no way they were going to animate like all these because again, I've slept with 3 people already, and it's like the third of the game. <laughs> so oh. I I slept with the girl you're probably talking about. It yeah, takes yeah, it yeah. takes a while, but you can sleep with her. Um I slept with an old lady. Not a joke. Uh, and then I slept with a dude. Oh, this is the important question you thought I was going to ask you earlier. Yes. And I asked this you about is the important question instead. I thought. And then instead you went capes and it threw me off for a second.
0: <laughs> I'm fucking with you now. Okay. So, okay. Do you get anything for banging these people? Like no, in The Witcher, you just, would get a play-in card no, just of, for of a woman? Okay.
1: I just like knowing that she's a very free Cassandra and she can bang who she wants when she wants. And that makes me Hell
0: happy. Yeah. And no repercussions that we know of. Anyway. No, of course not. It's
1: ancient Greece. Everyone screwed everybody.
0: Everyone screwed Everyone and everyone throws up a lot in this game. I haven't seen the barfing that you're talking about. Dude. I swear. Every time I see an NPC, even the people in the, um, the forts that I'm trying to take down the, the guards and whatnot, they're still throwing up. <laughs> I the, wonder the... if you have a bug. Cause like, I don't <laughs> I think that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> like legit. Like the, 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 the boss guy had to kill. Oh, gosh, what are they called? The leaders, the, yeah. ba- the, the bandit leader, He was literally just barfing for like five (laughs) minutes against a tree. And I'm like, this is really weird. So I just walked up behind him and assassinated (laughs) him. And I was like, all right, sorry, sir, you're dead now. And then another woman was throwing up everywhere. This other, I mean, people are just, I even texted you because I was like, dude, people barf a lot in this game. (laughs) And I was like, it's
1: ancient Greece. They're all drunk. But I. They're all drunk. I don't, I can't. I can't say that I've felt that same way. Like I'm trying to think (laughs) back and I don't think I've noticed that much barfing in my game. Oh
0: my God. It's not like, I mean, they do make pretty gross sounds, but it's not awful, but it's, you know, when your headset, when you're all over, it's just, you know, it is what it is. Um, (laughs) I, I do want to say that it could be because I have a pre-release shenanigan, a build, a Uh copy, whatever you want to call it, a review copy that I have encountered a few bugs that have been, I don't know if the, bugs so basically what happens is the crashes. game It crashes thank you yeah the the game won't sometimes it won't start up um when it does start up this happened maybe half a dozen times i'll be in the menu and i'll back out of the menu and then the screen just goes black and all sounds minus the uh ambient sounds from the outdoors go away so i'm listening to beautiful birds and whatnot but there's no <laughs> it's game it's a black screen mode. I'm like, okay, this is time to meditate. Um <laughs> that has happened several times. And the problem is then at that point, all I can do is open up the I'm playing on Xbox One, open up the Xbox menu, force close it, yep. and then try to boot it up again. And when I try to boot up boot it up again, it won't work that time. And then once I get the error code, then I'll try it again and then it will work. The problem is that you lose progress, you know, when this happens. So I just have to make sure every time I back out of the menu, I just do a quick save. Um, I'm sure this is something that will be addressed in a day one patch, hopefully, or in an upcoming patch. Cause yeah. it's
1: irritating. So one thing, obviously thank you to Ubisoft for providing us codes. Also, yes, thank you. Phil, I forgot where I was like, Oh shit, we should have probably said that. It's fine. Um, we said it now we have been we given go. codes. Thank you very much. Um, but also that happened to me. So Brittany texted me that as well. Uh, she was like, have you had this issue? I'm like, yeah, I did actually have it, but I only had it once. It happened to me. Um, Like one time I backed, but then I like, I, I, I'm also playing an Xbox one X force closed it. I just was able to open it right away with no issues and then continue on. So like I, and I, it hasn't Mm -hmm. happened since, and I've played for at least like seven more hours since then. Um, so that hasn't been a thing that I've really had to deal with too much, but it was, it did, it did happen to me too.
0: Maybe I'd have a, a a botched copy with people barfing and people barfing and this... the screen going black because you're blackout drunk. That's exactly what it's a drunk simulator. Yes, that's exactly what this game is. The game game is of The game is air feeding right off
1: of your whiskey. It feels it happening in the air. Maybe Jason's <gasps> drinking too much and it's like picking up on the spores.
0: There we go. Oh my god, I love it so much. No, he's not drinking either. He's being Jason's being such a good boy. He's Aww. like, I won't drink if you can't drink. I'm like, thanks, babe. Thank you so much. Um. I guess final thoughts is, it sounds like if you enjoy the gameplay of Origins and you feel like you're not burned out and you're looking for a new adventure in Odyssey and the whole Greek mythology and all that really cool stuff that's going on there, Mm -hmm. Odyssey probably is a game for you. Yes. If you feel like, I don't really want to hop back into anything like Origins, it sounds like you might want to give Odyssey some time to... To uh, I was going to say ferment. To marinate, that's probably marinate. That's much better than ferment. Yes. God, I love you, stammer <laughs> She like you, you correct me on my pinch off. You're like, let's not say pinch off. It let's not say gross. ferment. It is, it is pretty gross. <laughs> yeah. So do you do you agree with that? Yeah. No, I I really do, and I think if you're
1: somebody who Maybe like didn't, uh, isn't a huge Assassin's Creed person, but always liked the concept of it. Again, like, like I said, I, I've never finished one before. I've always thought they were very interesting looking, but I was always irritated by how much the game seemed to force you slash police you in certain ways. This seems to be the most freeing one of all of them because you do play as a mercenary. So yes, there are restricted areas where people will attack on site, but otherwise you're pretty free. You can kind of do what you want. You can go where you want. People are not really likely to attack you as you're wandering around. At least that's my, been my experience so far. I don't know if at some point it will change. So for those of you who don't know, this is basically around the Peloponnesian War. So Athens is fighting against Sparta. So part of the shtick that happens is um, each area is controlled by either Sparta or Athens and or the athenians rather you should say uh and you can deplete sort of that nation's stronghold over a, over an area once it gets low enough to a certain point you can initiate a quote unquote conquest battle i believe it's called and a main battle will a, ta- a battle will take place and then that region's control will shift so I'm not sure if at some point mm. if, I don't know if the game will ever force you to pick a side. I'm not at a point where it's, where it has yet. Um, it seems like you can kind of just go back and forth and do what you want. Cause again, like I said, you are a mercenary. That's kind of, you do what you kind want. Kind of the, kind of the shtick of this thing. Um, the conquest battles are sort of, have you, you we haven't done one yet. Cause Mm-mm. you haven't left, uh, Kefalonia, have you?
0: Nope. I just, actually I just left.
1: Okay. Um, so. Those are sort of weird in the mm-hmm. sense that, like, if you don't know what you're doing at first, you're like, what the fuck's happening? Um, so pro tip, it's basically going to be similar to the very beginning of the game. There'll be a large battlefield. There's a bunch of people fighting. What you want to do is you want to target the main bros, like the dudes who in hideouts, bandit places have the um, gold cards over their head. So like the mm-hmm. leaders, the captains, you want to target those guys and try and take them out because it will help deplete... There's two meters on the screen. Again, Assassin's Creed, ugly, but very functional. Uh, two meters on the screen where one side is depleting. So whichever side you're going for, you want to be taking out the others. And those give you good loot pieces. Like, I think it's epic. Loot will always drop for you after Ooh. the end of one of those battles. Um, but you also, after, I think, after that first one so far, all the others have been optional. I haven't really had to mess with it one has popped up as an option for me to do. I just ignored it and moved on. Okay. So, I don't I think that again, that's why I am enjoying this Assassin's Creed so much. It really feels to me like the most free, the most one where I can kind of do exactly what I want what I want with the exception of when it's trying to teach me a thing. So, again, mm-hmm. like the ships where it was like you have to you have to fight these ships and I'm like, "Fuck, I don't want to fight these ships, but you need to teach me how to
0: fight these ships so I get it." Um So do you feel like you are like the person in charge of changing the world right now? You know, or is that part of the feeling that you're talking about? You feel free. Like you feel like you can just kind of live your life and do what you want.
1: Yes. I don't think in the story, in terms of story, it's not like you will change the fate of the universe. Um, it's mostly, I mean, it's ancient Greece, but yeah. So you're not like the world depends on you, but it's an sure. interesting personal story of Cassandra or, or Alexios. If you're playing as Alexios, who by the way is also very hot so so tasty um <laughs> so like, i probably could have been okay playing as him to be honest oh I'm yeah like, we would not have complained it you're, would have been you're fine. pretty enough where this is fine um but yeah i just feel i feel like in, in terms of again last time as as bayek or bayek actually Bayek. actually i felt the need to be a certain way because of who he was he was a medjay he's a person mm-hmm. he's like a people like what do you call it like a Pers-
0: savior of the people Savior of the people whatever
1: yeah yeah like he is supposed to be good so you don't feel great doing bad things but got it you are a mercenary you can justify any of your actions good or bad
0: it doesn't tear down that wall per se
1: yeah so i i really do appreciate that um and yeah you're, you're letting me run over people with my horse and not getting mad at me
0: i'm thumbs up up from Steimer. yes well on that note I think we've talked about Assassin's Creed Odyssey and covered almost all of the angles so with that I think we can wrap up this second segment aka our final segment of this week again apologies this show is a little bit shorter than you're used to I appreciate your patience by the time we come back next week, I will be eating solid food. Again, oh my God. Will, so excited. I will be back in action, drinking whiskey and weirder than ever. So, Simer, thank yes. you for joining me. Thank of you course. for being an awesome partner in crime during these Brit and Simer episodes. They're I love very, you very, very much. I love you. Although we do miss our little redheaded wonder. I know. It's never the same without her. Thank you all for listening. I don't think we have anything else upcoming. Uh, Did we talk about TwitchCon at all? We did. At the the top of the episode, we did. I'm having
1: a brain fart and don't remember it already. Listen, it's
0: been a long day. We're good. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.